When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. I'm so excited about this episode. This episode is going to, we got the legendary Earn Your Leisure in the building, Rashad, Troy. We're going to talk about everything you need to know to start from the bottom and get to all of the success that you need. What's up, fellas? My God, what's up? Yo, and so so look, look, I'm I'm excited, right? So I want to talk, I mean, if, if, if people have been under a rock and they don't understand or don't know what earn your leisure is, um, I'll be I'll be disrespectful if I say it's a podcast. I'll be I'll be disrespecting the whole movement. Um, and so, for those who who may just not know, what what, what is earn your leisure? It's a platform, uh, financial literacy, business investing platform. Started out as you know social media podcast, and now we have an online university. We have a network podcast network. So it's really a, a community. That's probably the best way to describe it. A community for business, entrepreneurship, investing, and financial literacy. And and so I, I know, you know, um, talk, talk to me a little bit about the genesis of it, right? And so I know, you know, Rashad, you know, financial advisor. Um, Hooper first, though. Let me not, let me not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me not, let me, let me, let me put some respect <laughs> on that. You know what I'm saying? Hooper first, uh, but financial advisor, you know, Troy, educator. Talk, talk to us a, a little bit about your, your, your background and 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 how you know this this you know combination of financial education you know came about. Yeah, so it started. Um, I was working in New York City as a as a teacher, health and phys ed teacher, and um, every summer I was running a program. And um, part of the program, I was just looking at it from the aspect of education standpoint, like yo, there are things that are not being taught in school. And so every six weeks, I wanted to treat it like a school year. And so one of those topics was financial literacy. And um, when I was starting it. He was just beginning his career in uh, financial planning, financial advising. And so I was like, yeah, we probably should teach kids about money because at the end of it, it was an internship program. Um, so they go out, we go out and find careers for them, the aspirations that they told us in their interview. And uh, at the end, we give them $500. So it's the first time, they're like 14, 15, it's their first time coming in contact with money. And so we want to teach them about the value of it, how to understand it, how to use it wisely, right? And so I was like, look, we should probably teach kids about money since we're paying them. And um, at first, he was a little hesitant because, I mean, he's coming from school. He's like, teaching is totally different. And so I was like, nah, we, we got this. This is what we'll do. Like, I'll write the plans. You come in, you be the face of it. You know more about money than I do. So it's going to be so, super authentic. And from there, it was like, all right, let's get this thing going. And every summer, 10 summers, man, like, we was holding down for 10 yeah. summers, like, in the classroom, like, teaching kids about money. And that grew into kids learning, but also them going home and telling their parents about the things they were learning. They were coming up with business plans. They would come up with all these creative ideas, and it was like, yo, 
this is pretty dope. Like, we were doing it in our community, but it was like, yo, how can we spread this? You know what I'm saying? And then, so now, you know, y'all come up with this plan to spread this, for, I mean, nationally, now it's global, but, 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 but talk to us about that beginning process of, you know, saying, all right, you know what, we want to spread this. How do we, you know, like what, like, 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 why, why podcasts? What, you know, what, like, what, how did that, how did that come about? Uh, the podcast was a result. So before we decided to spread it as a brand, it was my own personal brand that I was building for a couple of years. As like, I wanted to be like a financial advisor, guru, whatever, on Instagram, and um, so that was like the original framework was to like go on other people's shows. I would go on like anybody that would invite me on their show. I would go on their show and film myself and put like little 60 second clips on Instagram just trying to build my social media following. Um, so from there, you know, a couple clips went like semi-viral and people kept asking, like they thought I had a podcast cause they were seeing the clips from other people's radio shows and, and stuff like that. So they like, where do I check your podcast out? I'm like, I don't have a podcast. <laughs> so they like, yo, you should start a podcast. So that was after like two years or like at least like 18 months of growing that own personal situation. So it was like the podcast originally started out of the demand for that. And it was like, all right, it's a way to kind of grow my own personal page uh -huh. even more. Um, it wasn't necessarily, the vision wasn't necessarily to have what we have now. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was more so like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Why not? You know, like people's asking for it. It's good timing right now. Let's just start a podcast. And then once we started the podcast, it just took on a whole world within itself. Yeah, yeah. We was, we was, we was looking at it from this standpoint, like, yo, Shadi about to blow. Yep. Yo, let's make sure he can get there. You yep. know what I'm saying? So it was like anything he needed, yep. it was like, yo, we're gonna get it there. Cause if he win, we all gonna win. Yep. Yep. And so yep. like that that branch, like pretty much the, the format of how he was doing it was like, yo, if we found anything that we talked about yep. that we knew that was interesting and people kind of didn't really have commonplace knowledge about, it was like, yo, let's send it to him. And his joint blew crazy. And like you said, they were like, yo, we you need to you need a podcast. Or, or, <laughs> and and I, I don't want nobody to miss this. And that and that's why, you know, I, I love the story, right? Because what a lot of times people don't realize is what they try to do is create these plans and just go out thinking about themselves opposed to thinking of thinking thinking of it from a value perspective, right? Um and then and then just being who you are, honestly, right? Mm -hmm. You as an educator, you know, you as a financial advisor saying, hey, I want to go out there and provide value to the community, mm -hmm. right? Troy's like, yo, kids need to learn this. So let's create a program to help kids learn this. You know, Rashad is like, yo, I'm a financial advisor. I want to spread this, this message of fiscal responsibility out to the world. And then just being who you, who you guys naturally are. Right. It, like, I can't even, I can't, 10 million views later. You know what I'm saying? Thousands of earners, yeah. right? A whole podcast network, trucking business. I mean, y'all name it. Like, 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 yeah. like, 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 it's nominated by iHeart as, as one of the top business uh, and, and finance podcasts in the entire world. Not New, not, not New York. No, no, not New York, <laughs> right? Not New York, not not America, right? Yeah. You have big things, right? You, big things. Big things are going. <laughs> You're talking about Jamaica, the Caribbean, everything, right? Yeah, for like, sure. Like, so, so, so first, I didn't want no, I didn't want anybody to miss that. Yeah. Right. It, it wasn't this contrived plan, like yo, I'm gonna do this. It was value first, and then as you provide value, demand comes, and mm -hmm. then once the demand comes, then you know, you, you know, opportunity starts to come. So, so talk, talk a little bit about that. Like, did you, 
you know, once you guys started this podcast, like I'm talking, like y'all, like this level of success is not, it's not, not it's not normal. You know? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like how, like how, like how did, how did, how did y'all feel? You know, or how do you feel, right? Because it's not even like y'all still, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's humbling. You know, what I'm saying that people is even interested in what we have to say. And um, it's one of those things, it's like sometimes in life you just, the stars align. Mm. So I feel like for us, it was just great time. And as far as financial literacy at that time was like at the beginning stages of really taking off in our community. And we came with the financial literacy message, but it was different, you know what I mean? So it was like for a long time in order to speak financial literacy or be taken seriously, you had to wear a suit, you had to have glasses, you had to, you know, speak a certain way. And that was kind of like normalized, like, you know what I mean? Even for us in our community, like the finance guys, they all wore suits and they all, you know what I'm saying, talked a certain way and went to Howard University and things of that nature, shout out to Howard. But uh, <laughs> it was like, for us, like, you know what I'm saying, they see us and they look at us like we, we dress how we dress now, hoodies and, right. you know what I'm saying, Air Force Ones and right. our dialect isn't the most polished and yeah. things of that nature. but we still are getting across the information at a very high level. Right. So it's like, oh, this is actually something that I could relate to. Yeah. So it was it was a perfect time with the delivery. I think delivery as us as messengers and then also the message, people was receptive to it. And I feel like, you know, we always like money. When I say we, like our coach, we always like money. Even if you look at rap, hip hop, you know, going back from the 80s, people always glorified materialistic items and cars and chains and things of that nature, but we just didn't understand money. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we, you don't have to preach the value of money, the appreciation of money. We just didn't understand the relationship of it, of how to actually obtain it other than sports and entertainment. Mm -hmm. So now we come as like everybody, the vast majority of people are never gonna be rappers or athletes, but the vast majority of people can be business and have vending machines and get trucks and real estate, stocks, things of that nature. So this is something that's actually obtainable. So now it's like, and you're showing it and you're showing people like we bring you on and it's like, you know, you speak the language and you, you know, come from Harlem and, and you was the head of a bank. So that's like, yo, if Ash Cash can do it, I know I can do it, right. you know what I mean? And it's like, there's somebody for everybody, whether it's Wall Street Trapper, whether it's Ian, whether it's, you know, Alice Good Energy, somebody can see themselves. And even us, they could probably see themselves in me or see themselves in Troy. Yeah. So it's like, you know, to have that everyday just working class upbringing and now being able to spread the message of financial literacy is just one of those things that caught like wildfire. Though, to answer your question, it's extremely humbling mm -hmm. and um, we don't take it for granted. But um, it's one of these things where you can't get caught up in the moment of success. Because right. I feel like once you get caught up in the moment of success, that's when it's over. Right. Cause there's always somebody else trying to chip away at it or mm -hmm. just, you know, critics or whatever. Right, right. So it's like, you know, you never can celebrate. I never forget, I think it was Urban Meyer when he won the, the national championship a while ago when he was coaching at Florida. Mm -hmm. And um, his wife was saying like, you know, after like the championship was over at like, let's say like 12 o'clock, everybody went home 12 o'clock at night. And um, she caught him in the office at 1230. Uh, making calls to recruits for next year. Right, right, right. He was like, never say like he got so scared because yeah. it's like, all right, once you reach the top, yep. where you gonna go? Right. You gotta right. stay at the top or go to the next level. You can't go down from there. Yeah. So that that work ethic is something that we still carry and we never really get caught up in looking at the success. We're yeah. thankful for it. Yep. It's a blessing, but we just keep working. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we gotta bring Jay in. Cause right. like, I mean, every everybody wanna be us, we just gotta see us. And so like that's- That's a big bar. Yeah, but that's the mindset. It was like, yo, if we could just 
put the people that look like us, sound like us, in front of a camera to spread their intelligence, spread their brilliance, the more people aspire to be it. And this like one of the things Charlie's always says too, it was like, look, I know more people that talk like me, mm -hmm. that dress like me, that walk like me than I do an accountant. I don't know too many accountants that look like me. I don't know too many financial advisors that look like me. So the mass majority of people that are around us sound like us, talk like us, but now they don't have the information and the knowledge. So it's, it's, it's extremely in, in, encouraging because it's like, yo, you can see the impact. Yeah. You can see conversations changing. Like we're not just talking about basketball anymore. Yeah. We're talking about investing. We're talking about real estate. And so like we see those conversations happening um, throughout the country, really. Every time we go somewhere, it's like, yo, y'all changed my life. And it's like, wow. But it also keeps that, like you said, that work ethic. It's like the mindset is always like, yo, stay down, keep grinding. Mm -hmm. Right, like we sign a few deals, but ain't no parading. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So we really live like them. Them lyrics that them like them dudes is talking. Rest in peace, yeah. and it. Like we really live in it because yeah. it's like there is no parading. Right. There is somebody that's next right. that's trying to come and like yo, we could be better. And it's like nah, we're looking at us right now. Like yo, we could be better. You know right. what I'm saying? So. You know, I got now. I don't care. Yeah, got next. I don't care. I don't care. Who got next. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right, 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 right. And, and so while we have that spot, it's like all right. Let's maximize it. Let's put out quality. Let's add value. Let's uplift the generation that's been lacking in patience. Nah, big fat. And so, and 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 I, and I love this though, right? Because you know, I always preach um, that us as a community, we need to change the relationship with money, right? Meaning that a lot of times people work hard for money, mm -hmm. opposed to allowing you know money to work hard for them, you know. Um, and so. You know, money's supposed to cycle, right? So you're not supposed like if you if you're gonna physically work for money, you make the money. You 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 know, there's four types of people in the world. You got consumers, producers, investors, and the philanthropists, right? Most people are consumers, and so they gotta keep working, keep working. They make money, they consume. They make money, they consume. But you guys are producers. You guys are investors. You guys are philanthropists, right? Giving back. Mm -hmm. You guys are investing. You guys are producing. You know, products and services. Um, and so I I love that about you know, the earn your leisure movement because not only, you know, started off as a podcast, you know, started off, that was the brand, but you guys have ventured into things that I, like, like you guys got a truck, right? <laughs> like, so talk a little bit about that mindset. Like, 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 um, you know, what made y'all decide to get into other businesses that were almost you know, away from where you, you know, originally started? Um, just information, you know what I mean? As far as the podcast, like, we bring so many people on the podcast and they give us so much information, whether it's trucking, vending machines, mobile home, real estate, stocks, whatever. So it's like, everybody always hits us up all the time. Like, yo, this podcast changed my life. I, I brought five vending machines after I listened to this episode and I, I got a truck and da, da 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 So it's like, we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't take advantage of the firsthand relationships that we was making and the information that we was learning. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of the stuff that we actually learn from the podcast or just learn from relationships that we make through, you know, Instagram and different people, influencers that we that we've connected with. We um, we're taking advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, when you see us with stocks, you know, we always kind of been in stocks, but. It's just accelerated us, you know what I'm saying? Now being around and actually having a stock show with Ian, shout out to Ian, Market Mondays, and shout out to Wall Street Trap, all of these guys. So that just helped us get even deeper into stocks. You know what I mean? Hanging around MG, the mortgage guy, like he's a mortgage broker. You know what That's what he does. So of course, it, real estate is something that we're gonna be even more interested in now because we, he, that's all he talks about. And trucking, that came from Alex. You know, that's one of our biggest episodes. And um, you know, he gave the game on trucking. Mm -hmm. So it was like, why not diversify 
and you get a truck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why not? So, yeah. So all of that stuff is just information, bro. Like, and I feel like that's, that's the biggest currency that there is, mm. is, is, the, is the value of information. Cause it's like, if you don't, you can have money, but if you don't know what to do with it, mm. you're either going to blow it or you're just going to hoard it. Cause you're just going to be extremely scared right. not to blow it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But once you have knowledge and information, you, you put it in different places. And um, for us, it was just all through relationships that we made. So it's a blessing, man. And that's one of the greatest things I think about knowledge. It's like, they could take money from you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we see it like all the time, like the IRS can get you Anything could happen, lawsuit, whatever. Like you could be up millions of dollars and lose it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they can never take information. They can mm-hmm. never take knowledge mm-hmm. out of your brain. So even if you lose money, if you got knowledge of how to get money, you're going to get it back. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time. But if you have money with no knowledge, it's just a matter of time before you lose it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And, and, and to add to it, it's like we want to be doers of the work. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're getting the information and we're telling people to execute. But who are we if we're not doing the same? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So now... Like I said, we just gotta see us, and so now like they have some. We have somebody come on. They give the information about the industry, but now they feel it's like, yo, we can do it too, because Ernie Lee's is doing it. And so like when we get a truck, of course it's gonna encourage more people to say like, yo, they did it. They're the one who introduced us to the information. They're actually applying it. Yo, I could do it. You know what I'm saying? Vending machines, same thing. It's like, yo, I got 16 year olds. Like, yo, I want to get a vending machine right now. All right, let's, here's a business plan. Let's get it done. And so now you're creating entrepreneurs where it's like at 16, 17, where it's like, yo, do I want to run a business or do I want to go to college right now? You know what I mean? So it's shifting the, it's shifting the mindset. Like you said, like the mindset is the, is the key. And so we're shifting the mindset earlier and earlier. So now it's common nature, right? Now the dinner table conversation is a lot different than like, yo, are you watching Love and Hip Hop tonight? No disrespect to that, but like, you know what I'm saying? It, it respectfully. Just, respectfully. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it changes the conversation, which will eventually change the dynamic of that family's uh, generational wealth. No, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things, again, that I love um, is that you guys are um, not afraid to, to give the game, right? Because I, I'll even say, like, I've watched a few episodes that literally the first lady, my wife and I, like, literally are like, oh, I never looked, I never thought of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to get into that. I'm about to do, you know, do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so... Um, you know, I think that, that, that that's an important thing is that, you know, to your point that you guys are like shifting the culture. Um, and when it's all said and done, like, I, I believe, um, that this is a renaissance that's happening in our community. I think that the conversations are different. Uh, when we look back 30 years, right, they're going to be some, you know what I mean? Some leaders of the new school people going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how they talk about Martin and Malcolm. We said said that. Yeah. We was in DC. We was like, yo, we got to take a picture. Yeah. And, And we stood in the front like, yo. Somebody in this room is going to change the, this culture forever. So let's capture this moment. Let's make sure we document it. Because they're going to look at us like they looked at the civil rights movement, right? right? Like somebody going to be the Martin Luther King of this thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? But there's so we're, we're breeding so many more leaders that you can't stop this. Right, movement. exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? And, and honestly, that's, that, that's, what, that's what I love the most, right? Is that, you know, African proverb, you, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, to go together. Exactly. Um, and, and even, you know, fast out the end, fast out the Wall Street Trapper. They both talk about stocks, right? Yep. But 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 it's it's the different the different flavor, right? And so you know you know what MG says, right? Uh, collaboration over competition, right? Mm-hmm. And so 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 on on that vein, um, somebody's watching right now who has a podcast idea. You know they want to launch something. You know talk to us a little bit about sort of like your blueprint for success. Like what what has worked. Um, what would you tell, you know, someone who is like, I got a message, I want people to reach this message, you know, what, what, what would be your, your advice to them? I mean, yeah, for us, consistency, 
Yep. Is the biggest thing. I think that that stops a lot of people um, off the rip is consistency. And then to put together a plan, um, you know, for us, it was a, we had set days where we, where we was filming and then we, we drew up the topics, we drew up the outline of the show. So that was the first thing. And then, of course, like learning like the podcast game is a lot that goes into it. So it's not easy. I thought it was easy. Yeah. You just wake up, throw, throw yeah. some flip flops and just, just yeah, work. Nah, it's a lot, man. It's yeah. finally like we use the app. We used to, we used to use an app called Anchor mm-hmm. where that was like um, like a publisher. Like they published the podcast to like, um, you know, different outlets. So there's a bunch of different apps that you can use for that. Uh, you got to figure out that. You got to figure out your sound. You know what I'm saying? So that's a that's a huge, huge thing yeah. that, you know, even now we still have problems with sound every every once in a while because it's like the microphones is extremely important. It's a, it's an audio experience if you're listening to it. If you're not watching it on YouTube, it's, you're listening to an audio. So you want to at least have somewhat of good audio. So figuring that out. And then, of course, the visuals, you know. So for us, when we first started, you know, we had basic level mic shotgun mics, which is like, you know, Cost like a hundred and something dollars. Not even. Yeah, <laughs> twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then we used iPhones. You know what I'm saying? It captured the visual. So, now, Bro, episode twenty six. I know, man. Yeah, you know, you know. That's for sure. So we we have a fancy setup like you got right now, man. You started. You started at the top. You, we started at the bottom. You started at the top. Yeah, but um, you know what I'm saying. So, and Troy, he could give you even more technical aspect yeah. of it as far as like. Uh, you want to talk about like the mixer and uh... yeah, man. I mean, I, the, the the most important thing is like if somebody's trying to start, just start. Mm. Like we had no knowledge of any of this, so we didn't even know what anchor was. We didn't know what shotgun mics were. We didn't know how to record. Like we didn't come into this game with any of that. Like we taught each other everything we knew, um, down to the point where it was like we were having issues with sound. And I, I never forget, I was listening to Nip, and he was like, "Yo, if the sound man can't come, I'm the sound man. Mm. If the engineer can't come, I got to be the engineer." Like, I can't rely on anyone else but me just in case somebody doesn't come. And so I took that very personal and I was like, all right, well, if the sound man is, the sound is not great, then I got to figure out why it's not great. And so, like, I, I studied um, how to record. Like, I went to YouTube University and looked up um, GarageBand and the end of it. I'm like, all right, I think I got this. I think I can do our sound. And so after that, I was like, yo, well, how do you even get the sound to the computer? And so um, we had to get like a focus bright, which, you know, you put XLR cables in, which is like, gives the best sound. And so even when we had that, like we did, I think right before your episodes, we were doing the XLRs and um, we weren't getting any sound. I'm like, yo, what is this? We had the wrong mics. I'm like, yo, these are dynamic mics. Like we may have to make sure that this sounds great. Cause like you said, it's an audio experience as well as a visual one. And so just learning how those mics work, how the systems work, how to record, because at the, in the beginning it was like, it's just three people in the room. Like, you know, like we sitting in the room and it's like, yo, I hope that recorded. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, the key is learn as much as you can and learn on the fly and learn as you go. Like we're still growing, right? Like I came in here today, I'm like, yo, I, I like those cameras. What's, these lights look great. Okay, I like that stand. I'm trying to grow, because I'm looking at it like, yo, this is top level. And so, like, we're still growing. And so, like, I, now I'm looking at it as a challenge. Like, yeah, that black magic over there, I need to learn how to use that. Well, wait, you, 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 give it, you give it too much. You give it too much. Troy, chill out, man. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, cut look, that out. Cut that out. No, I'm, just I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it like, yo, we need, we need to master that because yeah. I know these visuals are going to look crazy. And so, like, we're always adding things. We did a show yesterday. I'm looking at it like, yo, this lighting is crazy. The sound in this room is crazy. Like, there's no echo here. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that we pick up as we go. Yeah. So, like, anybody that's trying to start... It's not like, yo, I have to have the perfect setup. I have to have all these things in order to get going. Nah, get going, 
you'll learn as you go, but make sure that you learn as you go. Because again, and this is like, he used to kill me about the sound, like, yo, it's not loud enough, it's not loud enough. And he was right. Um, and it was like, yo, we're not competing against ourselves, right? right? We're competing against the top podcasts in the world. And so when you take that approach, you realize how serious this is. Like, yo, we need to have the best sound quality. We need to have the best visuals. And so we're growing to that. And the beauty of it is that the people who started with us on those iPhones, you know what I'm saying? They can watch the growth now. So like when you tell me like, yo, the growth is crazy, I know it. Cause you came to the dining room with the iPhones, you know what I'm saying? You was there for those moments. And so it makes it even more like of a thing like, yo, that's crazy. He was really here in the beginning with us. So like to, to hear that come from you was like, yo, that means a lot, bro. Cause you know, like, nah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. yo, my wife gotta go. We gotta record kids. Y'all gotta get out. We gotta record here. So yeah, man, just start from where you are and grow as you as, as you continue on um, in the process. Yeah, I, I love that because I think that uh, when, when, when I think about entrepreneurs, when I think about people trying to start something, um, they're usually, you know, they get, they get in their own way. They're trying to make something perfect. When people don't realize that you're not trying, you, you're making it perfect for you, but you don't even really matter at the end of the day. It's the consumer, exactly. right? You're not recording this for you. You're recording it for the consumer. And so how else are you going to know if the consumer rock with something unless you put it out? You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, the message that I got is like, yo, just do it ugly. Just do it, right? Like, don't, you know, don't try to wait to get everything together. You know, obviously there are, you know, YouTube University, but forget EYL University, if you know, you know, yeah, right? Yeah, EYL University, you know, do what you need to do to kind of get that information. So what's next? What's next for EYL? Um, it's a lot, bro. We got the, the network. Podcast network, so we excited about that and just. I saw some big, some big. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got some big, some big, some big yeah, acts on there though too. News alert. Look, 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 look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it'll be late news by the time this episode comes out. Yep, but of course, the bro Ash Cash yes, is definitely a partner with us in that situation. So we we are excited to work with you on that. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so that's a you know we we went through so many trials and errors and you know mistakes with us learning the podcast game. There's really no blueprint or manual for it. So it's like, all right, you know, now that we've reached a certain level of success and we've, able to, we've been able to build relationships with different corporations and things of that nature, and we've kind of figured it out and we're still learning, but we, you know, we have a, a strong vision of like how to actually make these things work. But like, why not open it up and, and help other creatives and, and other people that, uh, you know, have podcasts. I feel like we, we're a lot stronger working together than we are separate. So um, Market Mondays was the was the first show that we had, and that was a huge, huge success. Is a huge success. Stock market show. Shout out to Ian. Um, shout out to to Dave Shans. Sleepers yeah, for Suckers Dave's on Instagram. Dave, social yeah. Social Proof Podcast. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's on the family, and um, of course you. Inside the vault. Yeah, and we got we got a few <laughs> other shows. So that's something that we really really excited about. And then EYL University, you know, one of these things with learning all of this stuff and developing all of these relationships is like. The podcast is great, but you know, it's really we learned there's only so much you can actually learn from like an hour podcast. Mm -hmm. So some people want more of a hands-on experience and more of a community feel. So we built out an online university called EYL University. And that's just like everything that the podcast is on steroids. Mm. So it's weekly, every class is a class every single week where teachers come in and Zoom, they do PowerPoint presentations, they do question and answers. We got a Facebook group with over like 5,000 people where people just network with each other. We got a movie club, we got a book club. I do a financial planning call. Matt does like two real estate calls every single week. Um, he, he created the Homebuyers Blueprint, which is like an encyclopedia for homebuyers. That's included in EYL University. So yeah, accountability teams as well. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's literally like a real university. Wow. Like it's like probably better than any business school out there um, for a penny fraction of, of what, uh, you know, these, these schools cost. So we focus on that. We focus on the media side. And I'm a professor too though, right? Yeah, so, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? We got I'm, dope professors. Yo, I'll be damned if I sign to Harvard <laughs> with, with Troy and Shabby got EYL University. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. Thank yeah. you for doing that for us, for sure. Yeah. Ash Cash, definitely a professor. Professor yeah, yeah. Cash. So um, yeah, that's it. it. I feel like, you know, you can never get stagnant for sure. in this game. You can never rest on your laurels. You can never look at your success, spike the football. It's always about what's next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's always about what's next. And for us, those are a few things that, you know, we really got on the vision board for really expanding in 2021. And um, just continue to just keep working. Like, you know, and that's something that I think people need to really understand too. It's like, you never win in this game. Mm. You never win and you never really lose either. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there is no no end to mm. it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, wait. It's a bar. That's a bar, don't miss that. Don't miss that. Like, expand a little bit. You never win, you never lose. Yeah, I feel like you only win or you lose when game is over. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sports, like, you win once the the, the clock is zero. Yep. You lose once the clock is zero. It's like they say it's not over to the fat lady sings. Like, you can always come back. So you never lose, you never win until it's over. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? When they wrap you up and put you in that casket. Right, breath in the body. As long as you have breath in the body, you good money. As long as I'm alive and breathing. You could be up, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be up 10 million and lose it that quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? You could be down to your last dollar and become a millionaire that quick. Yeah. So you always got an opportunity. The pendulum could could switch in any direction very quickly. Yeah. So it's never a loss. It's never a win. It's just a journey. That's a bar, yo. Like I, yo, I felt that in my solo. You know what I'm trying to say? Like that's a bar, though. Like I don't like if if if, if y'all don't catch nothing else, though. Please stay stay with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So now you know you guys successful. Everything is is is, is moving. Um, you know, you guys sort of went from where you started to, like I said, 10, 10, come on, 10, y'all went, y'all went Usher Diamond, like, out in here, you know what I'm saying, in the podcast world. Um, what is the, you know, when, when we think about finances, y'all teach finance, what is the best, you know what I mean, and, and I'll ask individually as well, what is the best financial advice that you've ever received? I'm, I'm going to do it in true Ash Cash fashion. Uh, in anticipation for precipitation, stack chips for a rainy day. Hey, okay. Yeah, so like um, I, the first time I sat down with him, and um, as in my financial planning journey, he was like, "Yo, you need to have six to eight months reserves." Um, and when he was explaining it to me, I was like, "All right, that makes perfect sense." Um, and as we I started accumulating more money, it was like, "Yo, six to eight probably ain't gonna be enough, right?" Because the money and the blessings that you receive sometimes aren't just for you. Uh, they're gonna be for you and your family, but they're also gonna be the the extended families that um that are gonna be looking to you, right? As the breadwinner to like, yo, I need help. And um, a lot of times in our community, we don't we look at it like, yo, I worked hard for this, this is mine. Um, but we're trying to shift that that mindset as well. It's like, yo, now we're not giving handouts, but yo, sometimes these blessings that you received are not just for you. Um, so that was that was the probably one of the biggest keys of advice I got. Dope, dope, dope. Me, it was um. You know, it's not how much you make, it's how much you invest. Mm. A lot of times people say it's not how much you make, it's how much you save. Mm -hmm. Saving is, is, is cool, you do need savings, but that's not gonna get you to financial freedom. Right. Investments are, and I feel like, you know, shout out to Lord of the Slums Fernando, a great episode for us, and he said like, every dollar is like a worker. Mm. You gotta put it to work, like, you know mm. what I'm saying? You can't be lazy, can't be unemployed, you gotta be working. And um, that's how I look at money, yeah. like, it gotta be like, going every day around the clock, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm just looking at how I can em employ my money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Put it in the stock market, buy a truck, 
buy real estate. You know what I'm saying? It always has to be doing something because if it's not working for you, then what is it doing? Mm-hmm. It's defeating the whole purpose. Mm-hmm. A dollar is not meant to just spend or a dollar is not meant to just look at. It's meant to actually make more money. Right. So once you understand that, and that really changed my life, like looking at money not as uh, a resource to actually, like a voucher to spend, mm-hmm. it's an actual you know tool to actually use it to make more money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole point of money, to actually make more money. Wow. So, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's something that we really are big on is investing mm-hmm. and um, feel like, you know, no matter how much you make, if you never learn to invest, you're never really going to have any money. Right. And if you do learn to invest over the course of time, you're going to see that money double, triple, quadruple for you. And it's only a matter of time before you got a nice little nest egg. Right. I love that. I love that. And so talk, talk to me about mentors. You know, I think that I, th- I think I heard you say this and, and you know, I, I read uh, Think and Grow Rich every year, every single year. Um, and I and I think I, I heard you mention, you know, doing this podcast for y'all was like like literally when Napoleon Hill was talking about that, like that mastermind alliance where like you literally are masterminding with others uh, and are able to learn with others, build with others, eat with others, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, I know that 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 mentorship, though, too, learning from others is really important. Um, and so, you know, talk to me about, uh, you know, you know, individually your thoughts about um, the importance of having a mentor. And do you guys have, you know, mentors now? Yeah, definitely. I feel like we got hundreds of mentors now. And it's like everybody that comes on the podcast, for the most part, we keep in touch with and they become a mentor. Like, you know what I'm saying? So if I have to write a book, I'm gonna call you. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna try to figure it out on my for myself. I know that you are the master when it comes to writing books. So if I have you as a resource, I would be foolish not to use you. And um, like you said, with Napoleon Hill, shout out to Maurice Claret, when he told me that, it really blew my mind and made me think about it. And he was like, you know, if anybody's familiar with that book, the story, the, the guy, followed the, the richest people and the most successful people around for like his whole lifetime. It took him like 20 years to write that book. Um, and then when he wrote that book, it was a, you know, it still is a bestseller. Um, but we was able to do that in 12 months, 18 months, like, you know what I'm saying? Get all the brightest minds in, in our community and learn from them and develop relationships with them. And a lot of them have become, you know, mentors in our journey. So a lot of times people think mentors is like somebody that's like, 50 years older than you and gray hair and all that, but a mentor could be somebody younger than you. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? A mentor is anybody that is able to give you information, knowledge, and wisdom. So for me personally, it's like a lot of my mentors are my peers, and I'm not too you know, proud to say that. I have to put my ego aside and like, yeah, if I want to learn about mortgages, I'm gonna call MG, like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a mentor to me when it comes to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just something that we have to learn to actually work with each other mm-hmm. and learn from each other. Yep. It's like we'll learn from everybody else, but we like shun from learning from your, from your brother or your sister. And it's like nine times out of 10, you're going to get more information from them because it's a, it's a way that you can actually understand it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for us, that's just man, the accelerator of everything, whether it's Facebook ads or whether it's whatever, like we learn nine times out of 10 is somebody that we know. like. Neo, uh-huh. tell me about how to do this click funnel situation. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? He give me the game on it. So um, for us, it's just been a blessing to have this many relationships, mm-hmm. especially a city like Atlanta. Every time I come to Atlanta, it's like, we don't have enough time. Everybody want to link up. Right. Like, yo, let's go out to dinner. Let me take you out. Da, da, da. And that's, that's the spirit mm-hmm. of what's going on down here right now. It's like everybody's working together and it's no surprise 
that Atlanta is, you know, numero uno right. when it comes to culture, music, entertainment, business for, for black entrepreneurs across the, the probably the whole world, mm -hmm. it's no surprise that they're working together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Other parts of the country, you know, it's not happening it's like not, that. Yeah, yeah. So everybody should use that as an example. It's like if this could be an example on a on a huge level mm -hmm. of people working together, you see how this is actually working out for them. Mm -hmm. There's no it's no they buying Bentleys, they getting all of these cars right, because right. they 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 sharing information. So, yeah. so you know that's something that's extremely beneficial for us. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I would add to that. Like like you said, it, it, mentorship really doesn't have an age. Mm -hmm. And so if we get an advice from John Henry, who's twenty six, I mean, we'd be foolish to not be like, yo, this kid is brilliant. We need to take everything we can from him as far as it comes to venture capitalism. He he's been in that field, you know what I'm saying? Or a guy like Daryl Freeman, where it's like, yo. We met him one time, and once a week he's hitting us up like, yo, I'm learning from y'all. So, right, so he's looking at us like, I'm learning from y'all, but we're looking at him like, we're looking up like, yo, bro, like, we're learning from you, right? You sold a company for $26 million. But also in the music, too, man. Like, a lot of the, the music that we listened to growing up, like, was shaping our mindset, right? So when we watched Bad Boy, Puffy came on, man. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, we felt like, yo, we could do what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? From the business side. We were looking like, the music is cool, but this dude's going to be a billionaire. Jay, same thing. That rock, whole Rockefeller movement was like, yo, we're watching these guys. Like, yo, there's three of them. There's three of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, yo, we can really do this. And so when we got to actually sit down with a Dame Dash, it's like, yo, yo wow. That was classic. <laughs> like, classic. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Like, this is a moment for us because like for so long we've watched this guy make moves and it's like, yo, now we get to pick his brain and now he gets to share his experience with our audience. So, I mean... Mentorship comes in so many different forms, man. Like you can learn from your kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we sometimes we we let our egos or, or we get let our mindset get in the way of that. But like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't stop at any age or or at any time frame in life. You can learn something. This episode is sponsored by Greenwood Bank. Well, from anyone. Yeah, and I love that because I think I think that's you know exactly what you guys said is key. Um, there's so many people out there who. Um, I mean, spe specifically in our community, right? In our community, we we kind of look at age as being this uh, this thing. Like, if you're older, then you know more. But that's not. I mean, we know that's not really the case, right? There's there's somebody 50, 60 right now that 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 could learn. So I, so I love that because again, mentorship is is really important. It's really going to help uh, you know get from where you are to where, where you get to the next level. Um, and so you know, uh, the pandemic. Right, some people call it the pandemic. <laughs> right, and so and so, I, you know, I always believe that um, there's always. I don't care what's happening. There's always two sides of a coin. Right, um, you know, you know, rest in peace to anybody uh, who has lost their life. Uh, you know, you know, strength and prayers to anybody who has lost somebody during this time. Um, you know, I've you know I've had close people uh, who um, you know no longer here. You mm -hmm, know, because mm -hmm. of of the pandemic. Um, and COVID-19, so it's a real thing, right? Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, there are a lot of, there's a wealth transfer happening, like at this moment. Um, and, and so there's an entrepreneur right now watching who is looking at this time as one of the worst times. Uh, it's a tough time trying to manage their business, trying to manage emotions. Uh, even, even, you know, we have political strife. We have like, there's so much going on right now. Um, what advice would you give to any entrepreneur, um, you know, who's trying to manage, you know, during this tough time? Yeah, I mean, I think there's opportunities in every crisis. Mm. 
And uh, like one thing Wall Street Travis said that really stuck out to me is like, you always make more money in the drought. Mm. You know, he's always saying it's a street <laughs> reference. But when he said that, it's true if you're positioned correctly. Yep. And um, like you said, there's two sides to every coin. Unfortunately, you know, you have the have the have nots, and this has just accelerated that. Whereas the the wealth the wealthiest people in this country have accelerated their wealth tremendously mm-hmm. during the pandemic, yeah. and the rest of the population has just gotten poorer. Mm. So it's like, you know, people focused on $600 stimulus checks and you got other people like Elon Musk who made $80 billion. So there's a huge difference, right? So for us, it was really focusing on the digital side of things Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, we had live events that was really killing the game. And once the pandemic hit, that was over with, you know what I'm saying? That was a a major source of revenue for us. So we had to pivot and we didn't panic. Luckily we had, you know, systems in place that we could just double down. So Mm -hmm. like one of the first things I I told Wall Street Trapper when this whole situation started, I said, you'll double down on all your digital content, YouTube, everything that you're doing, just double down on it. And that's what we did. We just, we started a a stock show, Market Mondays in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We started putting out, you know, massive amounts of online content. We started putting out more audio content for our podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing about, you know, recessions is that the financial literacy space booms during recessions. Mm -hmm. So it's like a seesaw. As the economy goes down, the financial literacy space goes up. Because now people understand that education is the only thing that can save them. You can't get a job. Try to get a job right now. Good luck. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what degree you got or what school you went to. You can't, there's no job interviews. You got to do a Zoom interview. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like being an entrepreneur is no longer really like just a, a, dream in the sky. This is like a job mm-hmm. opportunity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. this is a viable career that people is looking at. Investing is no longer like an optional thing. Like, you realize if you're not investing your money, you're not going to have any money. Yeah. So for us and for every entrepreneur, I would really, 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 really look at the digital space. Whether it's you selling your products, if you got a merch line, try to sell a merch online. Don't just try to have a, a you know a, a physical location because it's so much overhead and you just limit yourself geographically. You know, music, we know that, you know, the, everything is online when it comes to music right now. People can't do shows right now. So it's like, you know, if you're not touring, how are you gonna make money? Right. So you gotta understand how to actually really maximize streaming. You gotta understand how to do virtual shows. You gotta understand merch, things of that nature. Um, so even like cooking, like, you know, meal prep business is huge right now. And, you know, selling recipes and online cookbooks and things that ebooks, things of that nature, right? So never get discouraged. You just gotta be able to pivot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now, where we at right now, this is just accelerated how we gonna move forward in the future. Mm-hmm. Like the brick and mortar, the days of owning a bakery and getting rich is over with. Mm-hmm. If you're not online, if you don't have some level of presence online, in my opinion, it's going to be tremendously hard to actually make it. Mm-hmm. Even if you got a brick and mortar business, mm-hmm. the extension needs to be online. Yeah. So that's worked out for us. I'm surprised you ain't say it because he always says it. Um, I would say uh, for any entrepreneur that that is just starting, stay down till you come up. Mm. I'm surprised you ain't say that. He always, like, that's his thing. Like yo, stay down till you come up. And I just you know, for 12 months, like 11 months, like we wasn't t- making any money. We wasn't taking any money. Everything we got, we put back into the business. And so it was like yo. We weren't doing it for money. Money was a byproduct of the value that we was adding. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, we- mm, wait, wait, it's another bar. 
You say that again? Money was a byproduct of the value? We were putting out. You put out. Yeah, and so like we realized that very early, but we also had careers too, you know what I'm saying? So I don't want to discount that. Like, yeah, I was in school from nine to three every day. Shadi had a business that he was running. And so what we chose to do outside of those parameters of those hours was going to determine the success of what we're going to be doing in the future, right? I always tell people that, that like, I don't ever discourage anybody doing nine to five, but what you do from six to 12, that can change, that can determine whether you'll have that nine to five or how long you have the nine to five. You know what I'm saying? So saying down to you come up, like they won't, I mean, most businesses don't start with like your maximum growth. It, it takes time. Um, so everybody being on the same page and understanding that mindset, that helps the business. And also, um, shout out to, to my bro, uh, Derek Falcon. He was like, look, I can't even call it a contingency plan, right? If your business plan doesn't have A, B, C, D, E, F, G up to Z, is it a business plan, mm. right? You got to figure out ways to make money if plan A don't work. That should be in the business plan before you create the business. And so, like, that's valuable advice because it's like, yo, people like, all right, this is the only way, like, if I create that bakery, if I only have this uh, brick-and-mortar shop and a pandemic happens, I'm, and I'm done. But if you had the digital, the delivery service, all of that in your business plan, you're not panicking. You're like, all right, well, we're going to do this now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So having those things inside of the business plan, but while you're creating the business, is going to help you out. Dope, dope, dope. And so now, years and years and years of experience, of you know, trials and errors, of learning from people, um, knowing what you know now, you know, what would you tell your 18-year-old self about finance and wealth? I would say uh, wisdom's better than silver and gold. Mm. Yeah. Um, you got some bars. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, that's, I tell you, like, the, the music impacts it. So, you know, at 18, I think I was buying gold chains. I had a few gold chains. Yeah. I had some diamond earrings. You know, I was, I was doing things that I saw entertainers doing. Yeah. Uh, but knowing the wisdom, the education, if I had educated myself at an earlier age, not that I... I was like completely illiterate to finance, but had I educated myself more, um, obviously I've been a little bit further ahead, um, but nothing happens before it's time, so I don't even regret that part, right? Like I had to learn like, yo, you don't need to have that, you know what I mean, that BMW, like why are you paying for that right now? You know what I'm saying? Why are you running up your credit card right now? But those lessons got me to where I am today, so now it's like, all right, I've been through that, so you don't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? So like, it all is part of the story, it makes sense, right? So. When we was working in the summers, even at 18, we was working in the summers. That wasn't nothing new for us. So I don't regret any of it, um, but I would just say, yeah, yeah, wisdom's better than silver and gold. Dope, dope, yeah. dope. Shoddy. For me, it was- I got the shoddy to your body, <laughs> don't resist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, you know, fortunately, you know, I was always in the finance. I remember I brought Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was like 18, actually, mm -hmm. in yeah, prep school, yeah. I was reading that. So I think I was on the stage of learning. The biggest thing for me, as far as like business, would be just to just do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I remember Nas had said a line where he was like, why fair anything is now too late to? Like, he made a song about him being on his deathbed. Mm -hmm. And that really resonated with me because it's like, I wanted to do the social media thing years ago. Yeah. Like, 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you always got hangups and, you know, reservations. Yeah. Like, yo, this is, I don't know, people gonna say this is corny. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? We all got those kind of things. So it's like, I waited years mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to do that until finally I got to the point where I told myself like, yo, I'm gonna die one day, so it doesn't really matter yeah. at the end of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just gotta, you can't worry about what other people think right. or, you know what I'm saying, thinking about if you fail or whatever, like, that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of life. You only get one life. Right. And, you know, we started it and we are where we are now, but who would have started it 
back then, yeah. we probably would have been 10 times even nice. bigger than we are now. Yeah. So that just is something that I always, you know, think about is like, you know, what if I didn't wait? What if, you know, different things that people do out of fear and stopping them, like, you know what I'm saying, from becoming an entrepreneur, from starting a business and investing and things of that nature. So for me, that would be my biggest uh, takeaway to my younger self is just don't worry about perception. Yeah. Don't worry about failure. Don't worry about what anybody else has to say. Just go outside and just and just do it. Like Nike, yeah, just yeah, just yeah. do yeah. it. It's, it's, it's fun. It's funny because that like that's a similar story. Uh, because my first book came out two thousand nine. Right? What's the name of the book? Mind Right, Money Right. Right. So it's a Jay Z and Memphis Bleak joint, but. At the time, I was like, nah, yo, they gonna think it's corny. You know, if I don't have a suit on, people go, you know what I'm saying? And so that, that, that's the, you know, that's a similar story. So I agree a thousand percent, like, just do it. Don't worry about what other people think. And so here's a, here's a, here's another, I would love to get your, you know, your thoughts because, you know, both of your parents, right? Um, you, you, your parents and you run a, you run a business university, right? EYL University. And I know when I was coming up, it was go to school, get a good job, retire. Um, and so now as entrepreneurs and running sort of, you know, not a, you know, not a higher education uh, type of university, but, you know, as equivalent, what's your thoughts about college? Like, 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 is that something um, that you're, you know, pushing your children towards? Is it something that you're like, you make a decision or, you know, just anybody who's watching who have kids and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, it, does that model still work? What's your, what's your overall thoughts on college? I mean, you know, me, <laughs> I'm probably the worst person to ask this question. But, you know, I feel like, honestly, to be completely honest with you, I feel there's two sides to the coin. Mm. I think realistically, realistically, if I'm be completely uh, being with you, the, after 10th grade, you don't really need school. Mm. The only thing you really need to learn how to do in school is to use a calculator to read and write. Mm. I'm gonna be honest with you, that's it. If you know basic level math, you, you're able to speak, you're able to actually read something and you can able to actually type. You don't even need to write now, you can just type. You you know, you're good. And now you can actually, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's all I use from school. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I never use chemistry, I never use history. Even though I love history, I never use it. Mm -hmm. It helps me in conversations to be able to have intelligent conversations, but a lot of that stuff you don't have to learn in school, you can learn on the fly. Mm -hmm. But school is good for relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is good to be well-grounded. Sports actually helped me a lot, mm -hmm. probably even more than the academic side was the sports side. You still use a lot of those same disciplines and even a lot of the relationships that I made in sports has helped me a lot. Um, and that came through school. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it really just depends on what you're trying to do. I don't discourage anybody from going to school, but I just feel like, you know, we was lied to as far as coming from working class environments. You, you taught to go to college and get your degree. And then, you know, that's a pathway to success. 90% of the people that I, have, that I know personally that have degrees are struggling. Mm. You go to a liberal arts college and you get a liberal arts degree and you got a bunch of student loans and you come out and you you know get in a middle of the road type job and then you got to get a second job to support yourself. I, I don't really know anybody that went to college and that was their pathway to become rich. Mm -hmm. I don't know one person mm -hmm. that college was their pathway to become rich. Anybody that I know that really got money, they got it from being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what college they went to mm -hmm. even now. Like I, I have a college degree 
ain't nothing I'm doing has anything to do with college. We, right. we got a truck. They ain't asked to see my college degree. Yeah. Yeah. They ain't asked to see my high school diploma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just see it, send us the money. So I feel like, you know, it, it's important to be well-rounded. If you yeah. want to be a doctor, lawyer, something like accountant, you know, it's definitely good to have that formal education. But for me personally, for my kid, um, you know, I encourage him to go to school and do good in school because, like, you know, you have to be, you know, a certain level of educated. Yeah. But after that, I mean, you know, I'm t- teaching him about business and, and hopefully he'll follow in, in the footsteps. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that college degree is not going to be to make a break. Mm. It's not going to make a break the situation. Yeah. It's it's something that, to have to do socially, you know, and it's a, it's a part of your life. But I think we got to stop expecting college to be our savior. Because mm. I don't know one person that college has saved, mm. including myself. If mm. I had to rely on my car, I went to, I am like the example of people that I know. Mm-hmm. I went to a state school mm-hmm. and I have a communications degree. Mm. So, okay, I didn't go to Harvard. I don't have a master's degree mm-hmm. in you know high level finance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if I was trying to get a job right now, it'd be tough for me. Right. I have to, you know, I don't know what kind of job I'd be able to get. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? One of these jobs, but it's just any type of degree would fit. Yeah. And I'd probably be screwed. Mm. To be completely honest, if I was relying on that, mm. I never relied on my degree for anything. Mm. So I can't I can't be a hypocrite and say like, yeah, I'm all for college because I went to college, but the college ain't helped me. Mm. I helped myself. Yeah. 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 T Roy, hold on, T Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trouble T Roy, because I know I know you in education, baby. Yeah, so like that's the that's the crazy part, because yeah, obviously yeah. I went to school, got my master's, and then I taught for 13 years. And so the biggest thing being in that system is like you know that it needs reform. Mm-hmm. And now that as parents you see it, um, especially with the pandemic, like this isn't working. And so it goes back to the the premise of us creating the summer program it was like these things are being taught. And I don't see any like people pushing. Like, there's a few people here and there that are pushing for reform in the things that are being taught. Like, are we teaching education or are we teaching indoctrination? Yeah. There's a big difference. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, the more I saw the indoctrination, I'm just like, yo, am I going to be complicit in it? Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you're in it, mm-hmm. then and you're not making a change, you're just getting a check. So you complicit. Right. Right. And so, um, especially in West Indian households, it was like, yo, college was that's our way to success. Yeah. And it was like, I had to go. Mm-hmm. And so for my kids, I wanted it to be more of a choice, mm-hmm. um, not an expectation. Mm-hmm. The things that they'll learn from watching myself, watching their uncle Rashad, <laughs> they're gonna keep with them for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I always tell people like, look, yeah, I went to school. Mm-hmm. I could work there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. That won't guarantee my son or my daughter can get a job there. Mm-hmm. It won't even guarantee that they can get an interview there. Mm-hmm. In fact, I can't even pass down their degree. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing with Earn Your Leisure, you can, you can hear their talk now. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I'm the boss. Like, you ask my son, he's seven years old. You a boss? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you own? Earn your leisure? Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's different, right? So now when he gets 18, 17, 18, yeah, he might want to go to college for the social experience. And, you know, it'll be a choice for him rather than being like, yo, that is the way to accumulate wealth for your family. Um, and we're showing him that. Like, we're living examples. His household is a living example. Everyone who's around him, the kids that he's with, it's a, he's he can, again, express that because it's like, yo, he's seeing it firsthand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I want, I, I want it to be a choice um, for my kids, but I want it to be a choice for everybody's mm-hmm. kids, man. Like, people can can look at my story um, coming from education and be like, yo, I could do that. Yeah. Right? Like, I got, they were telling me, like, my coworkers was like, yo, you, you should come up with a book. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just more than a gym teacher. Because even in that, it was like, yo, while we were doing the podcast, I would tell my coworkers, yo, I got this podcast about finance, and they're looking at me like, come on, man, you're right. you doing kickball. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Um, so, you know what I mean? Now like, they like, Vaughn, welcome to my store. No. Offer me a job, and now I want it. That's it. But that's the thing. So yeah, now yeah. it's like, yo, they seen the success of the podcast yeah. and the success of the movement, and it's like, yo, I want to come work for you. How, can I work for you? Right. And I'm like, if you've been watching the podcast, you've been watching the movement, that's the wrong question. Mm. It ain't about working for me. Mm. It's about working for yourself. Big facts. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm just going to pay you just like the, the school district right. did. I might pay you even less because you were fronting on me before. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know right, what I'm right, saying? right. But nah, I mean, that's it. And, and again, like, did college help that? Probably not. Um, uh-huh. and, and so watching my best friends and watching my brothers be, be entrepreneurs and learning from them yeah. on this journey, I mean, it's a testament to it. Um, so yeah, just just... A choice more than a necessity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I can't say like, don't go to college. We all, we got a he got a college degree. I got a college degree. I got student loan. Yeah. Um, but if we can steer people like, yo, there's options for you. More power. All right. So we're gonna go. You know, quick lightning round. Uh, so you know, obviously we 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 literally inside it's, the well, vault, yeah, right? Yeah, literally yeah, inside yeah. the vault. Um, and so I'm gonna give you three uh, banking terms. But I'm going to flip it a little bit, and I want to get your thoughts on it. So the first term is deposit slip. So obviously, we know when you go into a bank, a deposit slip is where you put the money in. Mm-hmm. But for our, for inside the vault, deposit slip is uh, any mistakes, right? So talk to me about you know any deposit slips, any mistakes you you guys have made with money. <laughs> yeah, I think my, my biggest mistake with money was not really investing it uh-huh. early on. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, just buying material items, things of that nature, and, you know, going to clubs and buying bottles and clubs. Thing. That's probably the dumbest thing you can do in the world. Yeah. yeah. That's the stupidest we thing in the world, that. man. You know, <laughs> especially when you don't have money. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have money. Like, I have money now, and I don't do that. Right. When I didn't have money, I had like $1,000 to my name <laughs> buying $300 bottles. You got to split that, yo. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. 24 years old, trying yeah. to yeah. live like Puff. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, just, yeah, just, just living beyond my means. That was probably the biggest, biggest mistake that I made was living beyond my means and not actually just, just waiting for the right time to do that. Yeah. I think we all got that story. It was like, yo, you want to prove to people you got money right. and right. you don't have any money. Right. I mean, like, I took him with me when I got my first, well, my second car. It was a, a BMW. And I was, they told me the payment was like five sixty nine a month. And I'm like, damn, I'm getting paid twelve hundred every two weeks. All right, let's get it. <laughs> and then <it's> like, <laughs> like, let's do it. And so like for five years I'm making these payments and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like this is costing me. Cause one thing you learn about these foreign cars, it don't matter the year, the car, the parts gonna be the same. And the parts don't change in price. And so it became like this hassle just to have this car. I'm like, yo, this is all right. Yo, listen, y'all, don't get that foreign. <laughs> don't get that foreign until you can afford it and do it in, in a manner that makes sense for you um, financially. So, yeah, that, that was a big one. All right. Second term, cancel check, right? So we know a cancel check. Somebody writes a check. It, you know, there's not enough money in it. You got to cancel that check. And so talk to me about any mindsets that you had to cancel or people you had to cancel during, during your journey. Yeah, negative. Just negative people in general. Uh, you come across some negative people, whether it's relationships, whether it's, you know, uh, friendships or family, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? And for me, it's just a matter of just separating myself from negative energy. Mm-hmm. So anybody that, you know, may have negative connotations or negative things to say or, you know, 
you gotta watch people with those jokes too. Mm. You know what I'm a lot the of hate. Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of hate is hitting in humor. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? After a while, it's not really funny. It's just like disguised hate. Mm. And all of that kind of changes over the course of time too. But, you know, that kills, you know, shout out to Neo. It's one of my favorite quotes where he said, um, the big the best way to kill a big idea is to introduce it to a small mind. Mm, bars. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So it's like you gotta be careful who you introduce your ideas to mm-hmm. and who you speak to because it's like if these people are shooting down your ideas subconsciously, you might just be like, ah, you know, it's probably not gonna work. Yeah. So that's probably my my biggest thing is just to try to always keep positive people around me and people that's actually doing better than me mm-hmm. and, and inspiring me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the person that's doing the best. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no way to go up from there. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's probably the best, biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we, I've had to cancel anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the same dudes you see me with is the same dudes I've been around since I was in seventh grade. Like, that's no joke. Yeah, like, we yeah. really have grown up together um, as as young men, teenagers to, to men now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that the, the most encouraging thing is like, yo, we just try to add value around us. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I keep my circle very tight. Um, we we protect our energy, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So if anytime we come into the room and anybody has ever been around us, mm-hmm. they know like when Ernie Leisure come in, like, oh, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just how we moving. Mm-hmm. And so anybody that can't get with that, they gonna feel awkward. They gonna feel out of place. Mm-hmm. And as we, you know, actually have more success. I feel like people have canceled themselves. Mm. They look at it like, yo, I was gonna call you, but I know you're too busy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the same phone number, but it's like, yo, they feel like, yo, I can't, I can't reach them anymore mm. because maybe I wasn't right before. Mm. And it's all love. Like anybody that has my number, it's the same thing I have for, since I was 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just a phone call away. If I can help, I'm going to. Mm. That's just how my natural being. Anytime I can help somebody, I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's that's just how I was raised. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Nah, and, and that, that leads to my last my last one, trust account, right? And so trust account uh is, you know, you know, uh an account that helps, you know, keep, you know, keep you keep building, right? And so, you know, talk to me about that trust account. Talk to me about uh the people who have helped during the the, the journey and uh, the type of energy that you that you guys keep around you. Yeah. Um there's been so many people that's helped us um along the journey, man. It would be hard to even name, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of all of our, our immediate circle, you know what I'm saying, as far as like our partner Mike, um, Jamal, Bam, my sister Tahira, uh, Troy's wife Danielle, Mike's other brother Rich, these are all people that we grew up with, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? When you see Ernie Elysia, a lot of people just see me and Troy, but they don't understand, like it's probably, you know, 15 people that are on our payroll that we that we stimulate their economy and they stimulate our economy. Yeah, yeah. We all grew up together, we all know each other, we all from the same neighborhood. So for us, that's just been a blessing to be able to work with not only each other, but our friends and our family mm-hmm. and everybody that we've come across in our journey, including yourself, mm-hmm. has helped us, mm-hmm. has helped, you know, mm-hmm. built the house of Earn Your Leisure. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has a brick that they put in to build that house. So um, we're grateful for all of our alumni. That's why we don't even call them guests. We call exactly. them alumni. Yeah, yeah, like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's an honor to actually have these relationships with such great people, knowledgeable people. So, and then of course, the supporters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The earners all over the, the world mm-hmm. that have, you know, spread the message 
of earning your leisure. Like y'all went from, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> y'all went from like five million, like last week. It's like, oh, we have five million. Then like the week later, like, oh, we have 10. Wait, 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 hold on, what they doing? <laughs> they spiking numbers over there. What's happening over there? You know what I mean? But the fast shout out to the earners, word of mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, yeah, all yeah. over the world, bro. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like the, the five million is on audio. Yeah, yeah. The 10 million is on YouTube. So this, to be able to, you know, reach those kind of numbers, and it's not just America, yeah, South yeah. Africa, yeah. London, Toronto, Canada, Ghana, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? To be able to touch the whole entire globe in a matter of 24 months, you know what I'm saying? It's extremely humbling, yeah. but it just goes to show you that the best form of advertising is just put out a good quality product. Mm. The people oh. the people going to champion Absolutely. it for you. Yeah. 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 yeah, Trap said that to us too, man. Good dope going to sell itself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like we just keep putting out the product. If it's valuable, people are gonna keep gravitating to it. And uh, shout out to Q, he said something super powerful. He was like, yo, Ernie Leisure and the movement is only good as the people that come from it. Mm-hmm. And so as Ash Cash grows and does crazy things, yo, that's alumni, dope. Alex Good Energy does some crazy things, dope, that's alumni. Him Found Hunt, like all these guys that we come in contact, and the females too, we love, we love elevating our women uh, because we know that, you know what I mean, there's not too many platforms that do that. Um, so, you know, the first time we hired somebody, we hired a woman. So shout out to Janet. She was our first employee um, who's, who's doing amazing things for us. But like, yeah, man, as people grow from us and grow from the experience of being around um, Ernie Leisure, man, it just makes us even bigger. So we all grow together. You know what I'm saying? Yo, classic. Look, classic episode. Nothing but gems on gems on gems. You know, we got Rashad Bilal, Troy. I, you know I got your name saved as Troy Millions. You know what I'm saying? No, no, real, real talk. Yeah. I got, so that's a real story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In high school, um, a kid, um, shout out to Matt Carver, he couldn't pronounce my name. Yeah, yeah. And so he just called me Troy Millions. Yeah. And so I wrote that down. And so that became my name. Like, I would, if you, like, in my old life, I used to tag <laughs> right, right, right. Troy Millions. Yeah, yeah. But it was the mindset. Yeah. Like, I was like, I like that. Like, because that's where I want to be at. Yeah. I want to be a millionaire. Yeah. And so I was like, yo, T-Millions, that's going to be look, my look, look, look. T-Millions. That was my, <laughs> that was my, um, my Xbox name, my PlayStation name, <laughs> T-Millions. I'm yeah. like, yo, come get come get done up in Madden real quick. <laughs> so real quick, so what we want to do, too, uh, is there's a lot of uh, money myths out there, right? Um, and, so, and so, you know, talk to me about uh, a money myth that's out there that you want to dispel? Because there's so many out there. Money don't grow on trees. You got to work hard. Like, there's so many, right? Big, the biggest one is you got to work hard for money, mm. I think. And um, that's partially true. Mm. But it's not true how we understand it. Mm. We understand it. Like, shout out to Chad. He said something to me yesterday that was very profound. You know, growing up, I'm sure you definitely, you know, a lot of people have two jobs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People work day shift, they work the night shift. Yeah. Your moms might have worked two jobs, whatever. And I never knew one person that worked two jobs that had money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The harder the work, the more they was broke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facts, I yeah. never knew one person in my life that, and I know thousands of people that Facts. work two jobs. They, I don't know anybody that got financially free from working two jobs. Mm. But it's like, you know, growing up, once again, in working class environments, that's how we are taught. Mm-hmm. Our relationship with money is not as an investor, as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Our relationship with money is go work for it. Right. As hard as you possibly can, mm-hmm. as many hours as you possibly can work. Right. And the only thing you're going to do is just kill yourself and burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to me, that's the biggest money myth that we've been lied to, to think that the harder you work, the longer hours you work for money is, is nah. The harder you work as far as developing systems, mm. the harder you work as far as educating yourself mm. and getting information. Mm. 
that's going to make it a lot easier to the point where you can make money in your sleep. Make money, you know what I'm saying? Wake up whenever you want to wake up. That, mail, that mailbox money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah that's a fact. So yeah. for me, that, that's the biggest myth. I would think, um, and it's been my mantra, man, um, hard work don't pay off, smart, smart work pays off. Mm, um, and I took that from early on. They were like, yo, why are you teaching phys ed? Like straight up. I was like, yo, because it's going to allow me to do the time, have time to do whatever I want. Mm. Right, like I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to school, but I ain't, I don't want to grade papers. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want, I don't want to have to stay after school. I don't parent teacher conferences. And I know nobody's gonna come see me. It's gonna allow me to do anything I want to do after school. My day would be over at that time, and it's still, I was still able to like do what I love. I love sports. I love working with kids. I could put those things together, and then when my day was over, it would allow me to do something else. Now for like 12 years, I couldn't figure out the, the other thing. You know what I'm saying? We tried a bunch of things that didn't work. And so it was like, yo, when Ernie Leisure came, it was like, all right, this is what I got to do with the time. Yeah. This is what I've been waiting for. Right. This moment to allocate that time where people are like, yo, I don't have time. Mm. We got to have our lesson plans in, or I got to grade these papers, or there's a test, or the state exam is coming. Yeah. I was sitting there like, all right, yo, I'm going to cut this episode up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it allowed me the time because it was like, all right, from the beginning, I'm like, yo, I got to work smart because I know this isn't it. And like, that's something too. Yeah. Like, you could be in a career and realize like, you know what? Then I need to make a pivot. Mm. Like I knew from the beginning, like this isn't it because the impact ain't strong enough. I know if I'm reaching people at the level that we're doing, like I can't do this for much longer. And so, like when he was telling me, like, "Yo, bro, you're not gonna be teaching much longer. Mm. You're not gonna be teaching much longer." You're not Jimmy, gonna be- I'm gonna get you up out of five <laughs> H. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. That's how ball. Like, yeah, yeah, Jimmy, yeah. I'm gonna get you up out of five yeah, H. Shout yeah. out to Cam. If you know, you know. Yeah, if yeah, you know, you know. Real, real Harlem. Real yeah, Harlem. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I knew it. I was just like, when's the time coming? And so when the time presented itself, it was like, all right, we pouring everything into this. Like, they was like, yo, how y'all doing this? How y'all doing this? Because they were looking at it like, yo, we pull up and it's like me and him. They're like, yo, where's everybody else? And it would be me, him, and Jamal, or me, him, and Mike. They were like, yo, where's the rest of the team? I'm like, yo, nah, this is it, bro. This is how we shooting. (laughs) And it was like, all right, this is the moment. We got to pour everything into it. We got to be machines with this, like, because this is the moment you've been waiting for. Uh, So it's time to seize. Nah, dope. And and so and 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 that actually uh, is a great segue uh, into my next question: Is what advice would you have for the side hustler, right? So somebody who does have the nine to five who wants to start that business, you know, what advice would you have for the side hustler? Yeah, I mean, create the plan mm. first and foremost, right? Like I had this conversation. I'm having this conversation more than I thought I would, especially during this time. As teachers are calling me, like, yo, this is so frustration. I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna continue being in education if this is how it's gonna be. And I was like, well, what's the exit strategy? Right, like, and that's from stocks too. Like, we learned that from investing. Like, yo, don't enter a position before you know how you're gonna get out of it. Mm. And so if we look at our careers like that, like, yo, are you planning to work for 35 years? I don't know teachers that wanna work for 35 years right now. Like, this ain't the days of like your, your grandma. Like, <laughs> yo, I taught for 35 years and now, you know what I'm saying? That right. just ain't happened. Teachers are feeling burnt out at 30. Yeah. And so it was like, so what's the plan? And I, um, I'm speaking to one um, young lady, she's like, I don't have a plan. I'm like, well, what are you doing right now in your personal life? She's like, I'm just trying to pay healthcare bills for my son. I'm like, yo, well, you're an advocate, right? How many parents don't even know how to advocate? I say, I know a guy who writes books. You should write a book on how to advocate for children and put it out to the public because you can make a, a lot of people's lives a lot easier because our community, for sure, we, and I've seen it for years, we don't know how to advocate for our kids. We don't know the services that they need. We don't know how to help. And so I'm like, if you're experiencing these things now, you know, document it because you could change somebody's life. And so create the plan. And when the plan is staring you in your face, don't run from it. Don't run from mm. it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's in your face. That's it, yeah, yeah. Like, they looking at us, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, education, 
financial advisor. It's in our face. Right, right. We didn't have to, it was right here for us the whole time. Yeah, yeah. We was building it, we was building it, building it. All right, this is the avenue we're gonna make this thing work. Yeah. But sometimes people run from their purpose and it'd be right bar. in their face. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a bar. That's a bar. That's a bar. Any 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 advice for the side hustler? Yeah, um, I think he said a lot, but you know, just understand that everything doesn't have to be a home run. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you got your job. You might just, you know, your, your first goal is to make, you know, $500 a week, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or even $200 a week. It's not something that's going to retire you, but it's a stepping stone mm-hmm. you build on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you set a goal, never set a goal based off of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Set a goal based off of production and activity. Mm-hmm. That's something I learned early on. So it's like if you if you trying to, if you got a T-shirt business and you're trying to make, you know, $500 a week selling t-shirts. Most people say, okay, my goal is to make $500 a week. The problem is that how do you make $500 a week? Mm-hmm. You make $50 a week, you get burnt out and you quit. Mm-hmm. The goal is to say, okay, I know if I sell 200 t-shirts, mm-hmm. now I'm gonna make $500 a week. Mm-hmm. But the goal isn't even to sell 200 t-shirts. Mm-hmm. The goal is the activity to sell 200 mm-hmm. t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I know if I go to 37 barbershops, mm-hmm. And if I if I go into ten gas stations and I go to a flea market, mm-hmm. based off of my past analysis, mm-hmm. if I do this, I'm gonna make, mm-hmm. I'm gonna sell these shirts. Was gonna do. so that's the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is to actually go to the barbershops, mm-hmm. to run ads mm-hmm. and do these things and mm-hmm. do in person events, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like that should be your goal. Your goal is the activity. Mm-hmm. The activity will produce the revenue. Mm-hmm. So that's something just for entrepreneurs in general, but definitely if you're just starting out, because that stops a lot of people, they get discouraged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, you're setting a goal to lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's not a goal. Right. The goal is to go to the gym mm-hmm. three days a week. The right. goal is not to eat carbs right. for 90 days. Right. Losing weight is a byproduct mm. of doing those activities. Right. Yo, can we zoom in on that assets over liabilities? Nah, big fact. What camera is it? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the earners worldwide. And as we said, when people are championing your brand for you, and these are just a perfect example. The good brother, his name on Instagram is P-R-P-L-E-M-T, pulled up on us yesterday and just, you know, came bearing gifts, assets over liability, Air Force One. So not only are we grateful for this, but as we said, this is just a, a, a way yeah. that you actually market your brand, right? And it's like the people, the people will champion it for you. So I got the Air Force Ones, the asset over liabilities. Excuse me, I misspoke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cut that. Don't even have me saying Air Force Ones. He got the uptowns on. <laughs> he got the uptowns on. The asset over liability uptowns. I need a pair of size 13, please. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but salute to y'all. You know what I'm saying? I got the, I got the merch on. Looking forward to, to all the great things uh, that you guys continue to do uh, to move the culture forward. EYL in the building. Great, great episode. Gem after gem after gem. These are, like, the movement is beyond crazy. Make sure y'all tap in. I'm not even going to give y'all a website. Just do your Googles, earn your leisure. Make sure y'all tap in and tune in. I am Ash Cash, Inside the Vault. I'll see y'all next episode. We got heat. We're going to keep bringing you heat, but make sure y'all tap in. I am Ash Cash. I'll see y'all next time. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.